Okay, now I hear my mic right here. Yay. Um, had a little bit of a mic issue, but it looks like we've worked it out. It's me, it's me, it's the ABC. Welcome to the ABC podcast where I take modern dating and I disembowel it for your entertainment. If you want to call into the radio show, it's area code 563-999-3596. Area code 563-999-3596. You know, I've been thinking a lot about the whole men, women, gender disparity dynamic thing. And I think it's weird. And I read, I found this article. I may go through it. In fact, I should go through it. Another thing I wanted to do before I even get into that. First of all, let me, before I even get into anything, I need to remind you guys, uh, remind you guys that and I'll remind all my listeners, I am not going to record any more shows after this for the rest of the week. I'm not going to do it. The reason why is because I've got things i got to do like every day during this week. My next show is going to be – yeah, my week is fully loaded. The next show is going to be next Saturday. Um, again, I'll publish the time. I'm looking at 4 o'clock, but I'll publish the definitive time on my Facebook just search me on Facebook. You can follow me there. Um, don't follow my political pages because I'm not the polit- politician anymore. I've put that aside for other things that I need to take care of. But if you find me and you'll you'll see right now I have a picture of my veteran thing, but I'll go back to the uh, mugshot of Donald Trump. If you find a mugshot of Donald Trump that says Jesse Ramsey, that's me. So I'll put out the definitive time, but it is looking like 4 o'clock on Saturday, like my usual time. Also, um, let me let me start this up. I'm going to simulcast this. I'm going to go ahead. I was, thinking, I was going back and forth on doing this, but I decided, yes, I'm going to simulcast on Plenty of Fish. So let's see if I can just – hang on. I don't know if I can – um, be able to probably not here, probably not. Let me find out for sure. I'm try- what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to resize. I can't, okay? And it just kicked me out of the room. Okay, so I can't do it. I was trying to resize the window so that I can make it small. So, I- so that I could, what's it called? So that I could. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back in and Let's see. I'm recording a radio show for Blog Talk Radio. This is me on Plenty of Fish. I'm going live. Um, come in, come in to listen in. Also, if you want to ask. Questions, questions about dating. Okay, we're going to do that, and then we're going to hit start. And it's starting, and holy crap, I don't have a camera. So what we're going to do, we're going to go to device settings. We're going to go here. We're going to go USB live camera. And default microphone is going to be video three because this is the microphone that I use for. I mean, video three is the vid, I mean, the audio codec that I use for the internet for internet interface. 
So this is what I do. I'm going to push the camera back a little bit, and that should do it. Now, let me switch back to here. Well, no, I don't even need to because I've got this screen going, and then I have I can see the list of callers. So this is a good thing. So we'll simulcast this way. And if nobody comes into this other room, we'll do that's fine. But we – so I was thinking about the whole man-woman dynamic, and it's interesting how I'm learning that. Let me adjust this here so I don't have the echo in my speaker – I mean in my headphones. It's amazing to me that a lot of men are still throwing themselves at, at women nowadays, and especially women online. It's amazing because, again, I think it speaks, and this is just me speaking here, but I think it's speaking to the fact that just nowadays with the advent of Internet technology and dating and social apps and things like that, it just seems, it just strikes me that men in general aren't understanding that we are the minority population. And as such, yes, we can, I guess you can if you want to throw yourselves at different women. But honestly, it's not really a good look, right? especially because there are so many options out there. And again, I get it. I get it about the high value provider protector men. I get that. Point stipulated. But as as mid carters like I am and most other guys are, we're not most other guys aren't earning three hundred to three hundred thousand dollars with a doctorate degree like your cardiologists and things like that. They have the single cardiologists out there do have options. Okay, they have more options than we let's just let's just keep it real. Women throw themselves at them. I wouldn't say rightfully so well, yeah, I can I can't say rightfully so. But women, whether you agree with it or not, women are throwing themselves at them. Why? Because they're high value, right? They're high value provider protectors. And most women, given the choice, would absolutely take a high value provider protector over a mid carter. We we get this, right? Most women prefer this. Now, whether they will get this, chances are the chances are like winning the lottery. And the reason why I say that is because you know what I want to do? I want to do this. I want to get yeah. I want to get this frame because I want actually the zombie to show in on, there we go, just kind of over my shoulder. All right. Um, okay, it looks like not the other mics is here. So what I'm saying is, right, and women, women throwing themselves at these high-value, these high-value men, these two $300,000 earners, their chances of actually landing one is much akin to winning the lottery. So, again, it doesn't make sense for a lot of these women to throw themselves at them on just hopes, dreams, and luck. Honestly, these guys are looking at them as just another sheep in the flock. Let's just get this, let's just get this out the way. They're looking at these women as just other more sheep in the flock, and they kind of have to choose. And instead of, yeah, sheep, because if you see a flock of sheep, they all, if you don't, raise these sheep from, they don't raise these sheep from little sheeplings. 
then they all look the same. If you just look at a bunch of, just a bunch of sheep, they all look the same. And what I, what I usually tell women is that, look, when these men look at you, they look at you as just one of the number, and you have to kind of make yourself stand out. Now, the thing is with, with men, if, they're, if a man is serious about dating, what it is is you have to make yourself stand out from the rest of the flock. Now, your chances are these women are going to come with, chances are these women are going to come with, well, my education, my degrees, my job, I make this much. And honestly, your average provider, protector, man, don't care nothing about that. We, we don't. There are just certain things that we care about. And you being able to compete with us, and again, if you haven't heard, if you haven't been to my SoundCloud, I recorded a show both on Blog Talk Radio and SoundCloud addressing this issue. And with the degrees, if you go back and you listen to that, I actually said that your degrees really aren't that impressive, and the reason why your degrees really aren't that impressive is because of the numbers, what the numbers think, because the numbers don't lie. And the degrees that women are getting are not equal, despite what they think. They're not equal to what the degrees that the men are earning. Hence, your woman with the doctorate degree is only earning on average now, I'm not saying, you know, every woman is earning this, but on average, your woman with a doctorate degree is earning $78,000 a year, whereas your male doctorates are earning over three figures. So it doesn't make sense for you to come and say that you want a man on your level, and then when you sit down across the table from this man and you say you, you want him to be on your level because you have this degree and the man is far out earning you in this. So you say you want a six-figure man, but you're not really making six figures yourself, yet you're wanting, yet you're wanting this, yet you're wanting this equality thing like, okay, this man's going to be on my level. Like, literally, no, he's not. And you're passing up men that are literally on your level, like your electricians, like your plumbers, like your assembly installers or somewhere like Boeing or something, some, somebody that's making sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 a year, you're passing them up because you don't think that because they're on your level because they don't have that doctorate or that bachelor's degree. And you see where that really doesn't make sense. So, again, if you want this $100,000 earner, if you're looking for this $100,000 earner, again, it's going to be you as, as a woman. It's going to be you and about 19 other women that have inboxed this guy that's in this guy's DMs, right? So how, how do you make yourself stand out from the pack knowing that you and all of these other women are pretty much on the same take, on the same level, and just sheep in the flock? How do you get him to pick you? What the what are you bringing to the table that this man is actually going to be interested in? Because it's not your job. It's not going to be your job, and it's not going to be your degree. It's not going to be your interests, like the things that you're interested in doing. So this is something that you have to think about. It, it seriously is. If you sit down from – if you sit down across from this person. Now, men, 
when you sit down from this woman, you have to you have to realize that no matter how much she brags and how much she boasts, like even if even if you're meeting this woman, and this woman doesn't think that I'm trying to I'm trying to get this just right. Of course, I'm you know sitting on my bed. And I'm doing this because just because reasons. So my camera's gonna shake a lot. Um, man, when you meet this woman, right, and this woman's talking about how. She's talking about dusties and broke men and things like that, right? Understand that a lot of these women will say this out of a false sense, out of a false insulated sense of their own achievements and accomplishments. Again, like I said in my last show, what they will say, they will tout, they will tout their degrees, yes. They will tout the fact that they're in their careers, yes. They will, talk, they will tout the fact that they're somewhere near the head of their careers, yes. But what they don't say, what they'll never, ever, ever, ever say is exactly how much they earned and exactly how it is that they, um, exactly how it is that they, how they match you is what I'm trying to say. I had to think about that for a sec because I'm trying to keep this, I'm trying to keep it consistent, but good enough to keep simulcasting on plenty of fish. I don't want this mod bot to kick me out, (laughs) but, um, yeah, they're not. They're never going to say what they earn and how it is that they match what you earn. Why? Because they're not going to match what you earn. Even society says you're not going to match what you earn because society society says they don't match what you earn because everybody agrees that there's some kind of uh, earnings disparity between men and women, and the last count was about eighty percent. So women are still earning 80% for every dollar that men, that men make. Right now, of course, there's reasons for that that I'm not going to get into in this show. If you want to research it, there's there's plenty of studies and statistics, statistical websites and things like that that you can go to. But for argument's sake, yes, women are earning between seventy-seven and eighty cents between depending on depending on who you ask. There's they're earning. There's this. There is that this paid disparity. So again, how are women seeking men that are on their level, and they have this on their jackets, you know, they have this under their belts. So men, again, understand that A, women are plentiful because of just basic demo, basic um, demographic statistics or basic population statistics. Men, I mean, women make up 50.4% of the population. Men make 40, men comprise 49.6. This is in America. So again, it's not statistically significant, but it's significant enough to give men more options than they think that they have. Also, with women saying that they that they're looking for a man that's on their level, understand that you need to bring these women down and just say, "Hey, I get it. You have this degree. You have this degree. Like, what are you really earning? Because this degree in this field only earns such and such an amount of money." So. Again, either I'm on your level or you just have to work, you just have to consign yourself to being single for the rest of your days. I mean, that's just how that's just how it is. And this is why I tell women who have these who have these these high lofty goals, right? They want this 6-foot man that makes the 6-foot 4 man that makes like $200,000 a year, which is which even if they have all of these even if they have all of these these demands and these requirements, they're only talking less than one percent of the population. So, 
really are you and when you're talking about less the population less than one percent of the population, are you really going to find that or are you going to die alone with your cats? And the answer is probably if you have all these expectations, you're gonna die alone with your cats. So this is why I say this is where men have this is where men are kind of in the advantage and let's see, Vivian K. Will has joined the conversation. Uh how y'all doing today? Let me just uh, let me just send out a quick message. I'm not sure if you guys hear me in this because of my sound settings, but um, if you can, give me a thumbs up. If not, um, just put in the chat that you can't hear me, and I'll adjust the sound settings. But, oh, she sent me hot cocoa. Thank you. Thank you very much. Heard? Awesome. Thank you. I wasn't sure if, wasn't sure if, my, um, if my sound settings were good, but it looks like they are. So that's what's up. Thank you. Uh, thank you, uh, Kay. Thank you, Kay. I'll just call you Kay Will. Um, of course. Uh, also, if you're here and you have questions about if – if you're here because, again, I got to tell my radio audience that I'm also simulcasting this on Plenty of Fish Live so if you come into my Plenty of Fish Live and you want to ask me something because with part of what I do, I'll do like I'll do profile analysis, I'll do um situational analysis, like you know, if you're if I know people on Plenty of Fish, a lot there are a lot of people there are a lot of us that are just struggling. Well, us, but um I'm not even here for I'm not even here for dating. I'm just here for I was originally here for content so that I could have content for my show. But uh, I can have content for my show. But I noticed that through a lot of profiles, I'm like, eh, oh, wow, oh, wow. Um, yeah, this profile needs a little bit of revision. And what I tried to do, and I'm talking to a couple of people in my, uh, in my room here, but what, I tried, but what I tried to do for my blog talk radio slash SoundCloud audience is that at the end of my shows for like the last half hour, I will go through some of these profiles and I'd pick them apart and I'd be like, well, this is probably this, – this person probably or has an issue getting replies and why, or this person will probably maybe have a better time getting replies. And I tell them why based on what's on their profile. And again, if there's something on the profile that me looking at the profile through the eyes of somebody who's a provider for provider protector man and may be high value, may, may not be high value, but just, being a provider protector man, looking for a woman, look reading the, the things on these profiles, I would say, okay, as this guy, I would look at this and, and think this. I would look at this part of the profile and think this. I would look at this part of the profile and think this. And based on these things, I would either say, yeah, I'll answer her back, or no, I won't. And I've noticed that even when even when I was first on Plenty, on Plenty of Fish years ago, I, it was always the same thing, and I noticed that nine, I would say about nine out of ten people who had problems on Plenty of Fish was because of something they put on their profile. It was, it was something on their profile that just killed the that just killed the game. So again, that's kind of that's part of the thing that I that's part of the thing that I wanted to that's part of the thing that I wanted to do is be able to analyze these profiles and be like, okay, this is a problem. This is a problem. This is actually good. This is actually good. You should expound on it and try to get it to where 
if you have a profile on one of these dating sites, if you hear, I mean, if you hear something that maybe applies to you and you're able to change it to get more, to get more likes and get more get more swipes or whatever, then that, that's great. You know, that's that's kind of what I'm here for. So, again, there we go. And if you come into this, and if you come into this room, you know, I'm not saying that you have to ask questions or anything. You could just listen in. I'm, this is great. But if you have questions or anything that you want to ask me, I'll ask, I'll answer it in this room, and it's also going to be on the Blog Talk Radio, and I'll never, you know, I don't use real names. I always go by your screen name. Or if you want to call in, and the number to call in is area code 563-999-3596 if you want to call in with a question or something like that. You can absolutely do it. Again, let me put that number out there again. It's area code 563-999-3596. But before I started going on that tangent, I was talking about the dynamics between single men and single women because I think part of the problem with the whole dating thing nowadays is that people don't understand the raw numbers. And again, with the population being what it is, which is tilted toward women being the majority of the population, it kind of makes things hard on the women because women are fighting. I wouldn't say fighting. They're competing. It's more competing than fighting. But women are competing for a minority of men. The majority of women are competing for a minority of men, and doubly so if they're doubly so if you're single. This is why, when they say that high-value men have their choice of women, like they literally do, because they are in a high-value men are in a serious, serious minority, and women are throwing themselves at, throwing themselves at them. Now, whether you agree. With the fact that they're doing that or how they're going about doing that, you know, that's that's fodder for discussion. I get that. But that's the, that's kind of the reality. But what I, like I said on my show, um, and when I said it, I geared it toward men, and I said, men, just remember that with your high-value men, them being in such a minority and so many women are throwing themselves at them, they can only choose one out of the 20 that, are sliding into the DMs or they can only choose one. There's going to be some spillage. If you take a gallon of water and pour it into a shot glass, there's going to be some spillage. Um, there's going to be some, there are going to be some ladies out there that are still going to be single. They're, they are. And again, it's not, with, if you're a mid-carder, like I'm a mid-carder, I don't, I'm not a high value man, but I'm not broke. Um, I, I'm a mid-carder. And I again, I found a, I found a woman who is absolutely phenomenal. You just, you know, just by being and just by being patient. And uh, Mrs. Angel joined the chat, but I found her just by being patient, being being myself, and just being upfront and honest. And then I've stayed in my lane. I didn't look for, I didn't look for the Instagram model or anything like that, because again. My last show, the show I did yesterday, I talked about I talked about women and the social media things and some of the red flags that you have to look for with the social media thing. And when I vetted, when I vetted my current girlfriend, when I vetted her for a long time, for a long time, and you know I decided to go for it because there were no red flags. And four years later, here we are, and now I'm handing out dating advice, right? I mean, come on. So 
But again, before I got onto that rant, I was saying that with women throwing these, you know, throwing themselves at the men, and the men having only choose one, men, you do, you kind of do have your options. Not much so for women, and I'm sorry, this is the reality. I'm sorry, this is just the reality because again, women fifty point fifty point four percent of the population, men are. Men are 49.6, so women, you're kind of in the majority. So the fight, the fight, the competition is going to be a little harder for you, and you're going to have to do, again, I'm sorry this is reality, but this is reality. You're going to have to do a little more in order to, in order to secure that date or that relationship. And the reason why I'll probably get into a, late, a little later in the show. But um, I been around the whole plenty. I've been around the plenty of fish for the last few days now because I just I just put up a, a profile. But um, and again, it's just for it's just for my blog talk radio. If if even if you go see my thing is BTR Jesse, but and this is what I wanted to do. But again, I've been looking around. I've been looking around, and I see a lot of women doing the passive thing, waiting for the men to. They sit back and they say what they want, or they say like they don't even say what they want. They say what they like and what they like to do, and that's fine. All that's fine and good. But if you don't go, if you don't address what you want, like you're actively, I see a lot of people say they're actively searching, but they don't say what they're searching for, and they don't say, I guess you're not supposed to say, but just at least let us know what you're searching for, and that you're. And how how it is, how am I trying to say this? How it is that you are actively seeking to attain that, right? Because, again, with the dynamics being the way it is, and especially on dating sites, women vastly outnumber men in dating sites. And it's so bad that 80% of women are clicking on 20% of men and hoping for that date. And when it doesn't have, again, it's akin to winning the lottery at that point. But sometimes, you know, and I and I tell women, and I tell women this, especially if they're on one of these dating, if you're on one of these dating apps, I tell women this, I say, you know, you got to kind of bring down your expectations if you if you want to, if you want to jump out this lottery and get into something that's a little more reliable as far as probabilities are concerned. You got to kind of bring it down a little bit, and you got to you have to kind of realize that you're with the things that you believe about your degree and your job and your earnings and your income. You have to realize that yeah, you may have a master's degree, and that's amazing. You may have gotten you may have gotten to a point in your career where where uh, you're satisfied and you're comfortable with what you have. And maybe you want to go further, maybe not, who knows. Maybe you're comfortable with where you are and you just kind of want to stay there and enjoy the uh, enjoy the spoils of your victory. That's fine, too. But you have to look at what you have. You have to take a panoramic view of what you have and and match it to what you want and not overshoot your target, if that makes sense. So, again... Wanting that, wanting that six-figure earner is good. I mean, it's good to it's good to want nice things, right? 
However, we gotta we have to be kind of realistic about it. Far as your actual your actual odds of actually landing this person, you gotta have you have to kind of be real about your prob- the probability of doing so. And in a market where there's going to be someone who's maybe younger, someone who's maybe who may or may not be better looking, who may or may not have I wouldn't say resources because that's it's kind of a, that's kind of a misread to say resources, but someone who can someone who can offer this man something more than competition competition in the wealth management department. If you understand what I'm saying, the biggest thing I find with a lot, especially a lot of older women, who are looking for your low to mid six figure guy. Even if they say, Oh, he doesn't have to make hundred and fifty thousand, even a hundred thousand would be good. Okay, cool. But let me ask you something. What do you have and take an honest take an honest objective look at the things that you have, who you are and what you have, and do a little bit of introspection and ask yourself, what do you have? What do you have that these other women don't, because remember, with the you know with population dynamics being the way they are, you kind of have to think of it that way. You, you you're in competition with a lot of other women. A lot of other women are you know, the different demographics and stuff. You have to ask yourself, what is it that you have that what is it that you have that sets yourself apart from the rest of the flock? A lot of times. I'm not saying everything, but I'm saying a lot of times they just don't know. And again, that's that's a point of introspection and self-reflection. And if you can get yourself to where you can offer something to this man, even if he's even if he is a six-figure guy, even if he is a mid-carter, maybe you found a mid-carter that you that you like a lot. He's a you know he's a nice guy. He's got He's got his stuff together. He's got a house. It may not be it may not be a five bedroom, but he's he's, he's got a nice little chateau. He's got he's got a car. It may not be a Mercedes, but it's a you know it's a nicer it's a nicer car. He gets around and he gets back and forth to work. You know he doesn't have he doesn't have you know seven figure four hundred one ks or anything like that. Or he doesn't have he doesn't have a whole diverse portfolio. But he makes his he makes his stuff work. All his bills are paid. He's not worried about that. His rent's paid or his mortgage is paid. He's not worried about that, you know. But he just does. He doesn't make six figures. He he makes you know he makes five five figures. And you and you find yourself drawn to this guy just because you know he's handsome and he's nice or whatever. But even those guys probably have not as many women as the six figure earners, but he has some he has some other women that he's that he's talking to because they they like him as well. So it's not like the twenty and twenty five. Maybe he's talking to like four or five other women and you and you really like him and he's still single and you want to make a go of it with him. What do you have? You have to ask yourself, what do you have that the other four or five women don't that you'll be able to offer him to hook him and to make him look at you differently than than these other women, right? And also say the same thing to guys, even though with the 
with the with the population dynamics being what it is, I have to tell, I have to tell the same thing to guys. Like, okay, guys, step back and ask yourself: Are you willing, when the chips hit the table, to be? Because being a provider protector man is it's literally not easy. It's very rewarding. Don't get me wrong. It's very rewarding. Literally not easy. And when um, when you're sitting down from across the table from this woman, yeah, she has to have something to bring to the table, but you do as well. So, again, are you in a position to where you can take, especially if you're interested in the woman, are you in a position where you can literally – where you can literally um, be able to take care of this woman and all of her needs. And we have another one that joined joined the stream. Thank you for joining. Don't feel pressured if you join my if you join my plenty of fish stream. Don't feel pressured or anything. I know Kay will send me hot cocoa, and I really thank you for that. I do from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Don't feel pressured to, that you have to send me or in, anything. Um, it's it's fine. Um, I I'm just doing a spiel for my blog talk radio fans. I'm doing blog talk radio right now, which is you know it's 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 I kind of do these monologues for you know for people's entertainment and you know somewhat education. But yeah, don't feel like you have to send me anything because you know you just I'm just happy talking. I'm happy talking to you, and I'm just happy doing this. So and if you and if you feel the content you know engaging, you know feel free to engage. You don't have to like join me on camera or anything, but like if you want to post a if you want to post a message or something, then that'll be then even that's great. Um, where was I? Oh yeah, excoriating the guys because a lot of guys realize that having a woman. And I get it. A lot of women are independent and they have their own things, and that's amazing too. And they don't want a guy to take care of them. They just want a guy. They just want a guy to be with. And if that's the case, then be upfront, right? When you sit down, when you sit down in your first grade across from a guy, let let him know upfront. Or even when you're chatting with him, let him know upfront. You know, I you know I like you. I dig you. I dig your vibe. Right now, I Riley, my dog is out. Um, so I'll tell you what. Let me settle this. Let me settle this fight between my cat and my dog. I'm going to take a quick 10-minute break. Um, I'm going to mute myself on POS and then um, go into a commercial on my blog talk radio. And when I come back, we're going to go on this spiel about where I'm going to keep excoriating the guys. So we're going to do that. You're listening to the ABC podcast. We'll be right back. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent, our Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost, what's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief, Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's Sugar Smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confounded, that boy knows I like those new Sugar Smacks. And he knows I do, too. That's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new Sugar Smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. 
just get Kellogg's Sugar Smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say. Relief is Bless that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra-good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra-rich, extra-thick, extra-chocolatey, Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate flavored syrup for you. Sing out. I love Bosco. It's rich in chocolate tea. Chocolate flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco. That's the drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great big just robots. I'm a princess. Yes, my lord, it's a party tonight. We'll have to do a pop. All the kids in the neighborhood say to do a pop. They're triple good, triple good. And do you know why? Sure. Because one, there's good tasting hard candy outside. And two, there's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And three, only Tootsie Roll Pops are such fun to eat. That's why they're triple good. And don't forget Tootsie Roll Pops come in a party pack, too. Ten Pops in assorted flavors. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. You'll love Tootsie Roll Pops. Hi, I'm Mike Wallace with a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffo, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Syra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow Fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden Fluffo.
Sandwich, Swiss Cream Sandwich, baked by Nabisco. The luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself. No other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light, they melt in your mouth. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. It's Swiss Cream Sandwich. For you And you Swiss Cream Sandwich. Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message, and only secret squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the secret squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert. And drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the secret squadron. We secret squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day.
Then when I came back, it looked like my camera was flipping out, and I had to deal with that. But it looks like everything is okay now. Um, if you can still hear me, say hi. Um, Bloody Valentine joined the chat. And that's hi, Bloody Valentine. How are how you doing? Welcome to the show. Um, again, I'm doing this simultaneously on Blog Talk Radio and on on Plenty of Fish Live. So that's the thing. So you're listening to me actually talk on my blog talk radio. And if you want to hear what it is I have to say, um, you can actually subscribe on Apple Podcasts. I'm there. You can also go to blog talk radio, search um, Jesse Ramsey ABC, and then you can also you can also search me on SoundCloud. Um, Jesse Ramsey ABC on SoundCloud, and then you'll hear my podcast there. Now, the difference is that the the shows that I, I the SoundCloud is a direct port of my Blog Talk Radio because I I record it, and the sound quality is generally a little better on the SoundCloud. So that's the one that's kind of the one I recommend. So if you want to hear my past shows and even some of my crazier political views, because my political views are like off the wall. But if you want to hear what I have to say about dating, then and, and my camera again. But um, yeah, if you want to hear what I, the things that I have to say about dating, and again, even if you want to, even if you want to call in, you know, my, my shows are usually monologues, but I invite anybody to call in if they want. The, the area code is, I mean, the phone number is area code 563-999-3596. Now, when I left, when I had to break, to break up the dog and the cat, um, I was excoriating the men. I I already talked to the women, and now I kind of went down Man Avenue, right? I had to make that turn. I was telling the men about what what it is you should be expecting, I guess expecting the women to expect, if that makes sense. Like, I've never been a woman, so I can't really speak to a woman's, a woman's frame of mind because I've never been a woman. But just from, the, just from the conversations I've had and the things that I've been able to glean, and if, and Miss Angel or Bloody Valentine, if you're still here listening to this, uh, if I'm right, if I'm right, back me up. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. But I feel I feel like women just want men, hey, who who actually have who actually have something, right? I don't think like uh, there are a few women who are hardliners on a six figure, you know, six foot six figure thing. But I feel like a lot of normal, a lot of more normal, down to earth women. And again, I've I've had conversations with that about that my past shows. I think the more down to earth. The more normal, the more the less egotistical women out there want somebody who's age has some has something. You know, he's not broke, he's not quote unquote a dusty, but also he's just not an asshole, you know. He's just not he's just not a jerk. He's a he he's a nice guy. Um and again, I I'm figuring that chivalry is still kind of a thing that's desired. Now again, with the and again, I've got to go back and excoriate the the third wave feminist movement for killing chivalry, because the whole um, I don't need a man for this, I don't need a man for that, I don't need a man for this, I don't need a man for that, and then the the logic naturally flowed that if 
you don't need men for any of those, then why would you need men to pull out your seat? I thought that was that was taking away your agency or opening the doors. Why would somebody open the doors for you because that's taking away your agency and things like that? But I still feel like this is this is something that a lot of the more normal women want, you know, and even the more old fashioned type fashion types of women. I feel like this is the this is the thing that they want. So again, you kind of you, as a man, you have to be willing to again part of the part of the thing of being the provider protector man is that you are willing to do those things. And part of the part of being a woman who accepts the provider pro, the provider protector man is the fact is understanding that these are the things that he's going to do. So again, um, if you you probably need to put down the entire mentality of I don't need a man for this, I don't need a man for that, I don't need a man for this, I don't need a man for that. It's it's I would say it's unbecoming of a woman, but it just doesn't make sense to need men for certain things and not and still accept the chivalrous things. It kind of it kind of paints a double standard if if that makes sense. So, but back to back to the guys. Um, again, don't be don't be a jerk. Don't be a, don't be a creeper. I last night I was here I was here and I was watching a live on Plenty of Fish, and it's, it's, it was somebody I favored in. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put it out there, but it was somebody I favored in, and she was talking to this guy, and. I get it. He's he probably wasn't, you know, the most socially adept person person in the world, but he was kind of a creeper. I mean, he was just saying how much he likes her and how much he wants to, he wants her to call him, um, and she was, you know, she was trying her best to hold him back, and he was just kept pushing and kept pushing and kept pushing, and I kind of let it play out, and just to see what would happen. And it's, it goes back to a thing. Again, it goes back to not being, you know, not being pushy like that. I think a lot of, I think a lot of guys, and because they don't understand that, they don't understand the population dynamics. And I think a lot of guys get into the mindset of this woman will be the only woman. And if I don't have this particular woman, then the chance will be gone and I'll just die alone. And it's, it's like literally not true. Um, even the name of this website, Plenty of Fish, comes from the old adage that there are a lot of there are plenty of fish in the sea. And I think a lot of people need to understand that, and especially men. A lot of men need to understand that when I say there are literally plenty of fish in the sea, there are literally plenty of fish in the sea because of what I keep saying over and over and over and over again is that in this country, there are more women than men. And again, it's not statistically significant amount. It's 50.4 to 49.6. However, that little deviation makes it so that men do have a few more options in the dating market especially with modern dating being the minefield that it is. And we have to navigate these this minefield of cushy, creepy, jerky men and egotistical, egotistical, shallow, materialistic women. 
and as normal men and normal women in this in this society and in this country we it, again it's a minefield that we have to nav- navigate how do we how do we as normal people get somebody this is where again on my level is kind of valid how do we get somebody on our level how do we get somebody that's just normal and just want normal things instead of instead of being all will be it out there right so that's that. so how do we navigate this minefield and again if you're in the if you're in the if you're in the chat um if you're in the POF chat then I'm open to hearing what you have to say because again this I I love to hear what people have to say and and their thought processes and maybe some experiences but again how how is it that you found that you have to navigate this this minefield I mean did you have to did you have to reject a a bunch of guys I'm not going to ask how many but did you have to reject a bunch of guys while in your time on plenty of fish or did you find most of them pleasant if you're a guy, did you have to reject the? Did you did you have to reject women uh, when if women came into your DMs? You know how was that experience? You know because all of this helps sh- helps shape the way we see the dating world, and with online dating being what it is, and the whole I hate to use a, I hate to use the term meat market, but it's true. It's, it is kind of a meat market. It is kind of a, it is a doggy dog world online. It, it, it literally is. Again, you, you really have to stand out from the rest of the crowd in order to get the attention of somebody who you have your eye on. That's just, it's just how it is. Uh, so how is it that you, how is it that you go about navigating this? Um, is it something that you're passive about and just wait for it to happen? Because that for a lot of people, that, that is a legit strategy. So is it is this a thing where you're passive about it, or are you active and you see something that you like and you go for it, and then if you see something like that you go for it, how does that turn out, and why do you think you have to ask yourself all these questions after you know kind of a post action analysis? Like I always tell people when after they after they go out on their first date or whatever, I always tell them okay. Do an after-action review from the time you sent the first message to the time you ended the first date. Do an after-action review and see how um, – go back and review the flow of the entire thing. How did – you know, what did you say in that first message when she messaged – when he or she messaged back? What happened? What happened there? What, what did the message say? Uh, how did the message come off? What made you decide to go on? What made you go on, decide to go on the first date? And then when you went on the first date, was it what you expected that made you accept the date to begin with? Was it what you expected? If it was what you ex- if it was what you expected, is it something that you want to pursue, or do you want to pursue? other avenues and if you want to pursue other avenues why and what is it about this person that even though it's kind of what you expected um why would you want to leave leave this person alone and try it with this other person was it something this person did or is it just you or is is it nothing that this person did you just want to explore something else and if you want to explore something else why 
So again, all these questions, if you really want to, if you want to, you want to have a well-balanced dating experience where you learn not only about other people, but a lot about yourself, because I, I, I had to walk this walk after, after I first got divorced, I had to walk this walk and I walked this walk for, and then for an entire year. And when I went out on my first couple of dates, they were okay. I mean, they were. Let me bring this. Let me bring this in a little closer so you can, so my radio audience can hear me a little better. Um, they were okay. They were. They didn't end in like disasters or disappointments or anything like that. I I think we both got what we expected out of out of the dates, which is cool. They just weren't when, because when I was dating, I was looking for somebody who was not only good for me, but I didn't have my son at the time, but I had my daughter. And I was just looking for somebody who was good for both myself and my daughter. This is another thing I'm going to talk about maybe a little later in the show is dating with kids and why there's a discrepancy or a disparity there. But Because there is. There is a disparity with dating with kids between men and between women. There's a difference in experience. But... um. When I when I went on these dates, I was looking for not only for somebody who I was into, but also somebody who was good for my daughter, because that's important. If I'm going to bring somebody into my life, and that's usually why, and that's if I'm thinking that's usually why I'm dating, bring somebody into my fold for for long term. I just don't date just to date. I mean, it's nice to get to know people, but you can do that at work. You can go out to the library and, and meet people and just be like, hi, how are you doing? My name is. You know, my name is, your name is, okay, nice to meet you. You know, that, that's, and especially if you get into politics, that's everywhere. Fine, it is what it is. But when you're dating and you're looking for, uh, you're looking for somebody to bring into your fold, you have to figure out if this person is, if, especially if you have kids, it's doubly important because they, they have to be good for you and then they have to be good for your kids. If your kids don't get along with them, it's, it's what's the use, right? So, when I was do when I walked this walk, I was looking for somebody. Or and Gio joined the chat. Hey Gio, how you doing? It's good to see you. When I walked this walk, I had to look for somebody who was not only good for me. Um, hey, how you doing? It's good to see you, Gio. And again, if you have comments or concerns just about dating or anything like that, uh, post them up. Uh, post them in the chat. Uh, if you have a question, I'll, I'll recognize your question and I'll answer it here live on the air. Gio, I am doing a radio show right now for Blog Talk Radio. I'm doing this live. Um, it's, it's a simulcast uh, with Blog Talk Radio and Plenty of Fish. So I'm doing, I'm doing this stream and I'm doing the radio show at the same time. Um, and if you want to just search me on Blog Talk Radio, it's J. Ramsey ABC. But um, cool. Yeah, absolutely. What I'm saying, what I was saying is, you know, once you no, when I walked this walk, I had I had to figure it out, and they were nice. They weren't. They were nice women. They were, but at the end of the day, um, again, we both got what we expected out of the date. They were, they were good dates, but there was just something, and it wasn't me nitpicking. Well, I guess because you have when you have kids, you have to kind of nitpick because, and again, perfection. I get it. There's nothing, there's no such thing as a perfect person. Okay, point stipulated. There's no such thing as a perfect person. However, there is the person that fits. And at the end of the day, I just don't feel like they would have fit into my daughter and I's dynamic, if that makes sense. 
so although they were although they were nice people and although they were the date went as as probably well as it could um they just, I just didn't feel like they would have been a fit for the entire dynamic of the entire dynamic me being a single father of a of a little girl uh, my girl my girl was ten at the time eleven yeah she's about ten or eleven at the time so Again, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong, especially if you're a single parent. There's nothing wrong with going out on a date and just figuring out that, yeah, they're nice, and the date went fine, but it's just it's just not quite a fit. And it's not, again, it's not you being nitpicky. It's not. It's just you have this, you have, there's maybe, there may be something that came out in the conversation. It may be the way the conversation flowed. Yeah, it was a great conversation, but... Mm-hmm this person just really isn't in the mentality that just doesn't have the mentality that I'm looking for, or this person is, is the personality is just, it's, it's cool, but it's just not quite, it's just not quite fitting. There's nothing, there's literally nothing wrong with that. So again, don't be, if you're dating as a single parent, um, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to, don't be afraid to make those analyses because at the end of the day, you're only looking out, for the preservation of of the entire dynamics. Now, I said that I said that I was going to get to the disparity in experience between single single moms and single dads, as far as dating, as far as being on the dating scene is concerned. And there absolutely is. I mean, it's not always spoken, but there is. And the disparity is this: a single father for reasons that I probably laid out already earlier in the show. The single father will have an easier time finding a, finding a mate, finding a match than a single mother. And the reason why is a, a lot of it goes to evolutionary biology. Um, and again, we humans are complex. Yes, humans are complex organisms. We get this. We have our own thought process. We're capable of logic, reasoning, and communication. Let me other animals are are um, able of communications, but humans are blessed with the ability of logic, the abilities of logic, reasoning, and um, verbose communication. Verbose communication. That's what I was trying to say. That being said, still mired in evolutionary biology to where your average guy, I'm just saying your average guy, this is not every guy out there, but your average guy and again, exceptions. There are exceptions to this rule. I just said that. But your average guy doesn't want to deal with another guy's kids. He wants he'd like to deal with his own kids and not somebody else's kids. Now, again, except there are exceptions to the rule. I'm not discounting that. But your average guy doesn't want to deal with somebody else's kids. Whereas your average your average woman, um, whether she has kids or not, will be more willing to accept a guy who has kids as long as he, again, has his stuff together, he's a provider protector, and doubly so if he's high value. Your average woman will be willing to overlook a lot of things in order to get, in order to have a man like that. Again, if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, say I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong, say it in the chat. But uh, I feel like a lot of a lot of women are willing to overlook a lot of things. A lot of times to their own detriment, women. So I have to excoriate you about that too. But a lot of women are willing to overlook a lot of things be, just because they feel like 
uh, a man that they're dealing with is a provider protector, whether he is or not, which usually bears itself out during the course of time. But uh, again, a lot of a lot of women are willing to overlook that, whereas a lot of guys aren't. They're they're and again, whether you think it's right or not, that's subject for debate, a subject for robust debate. I get that. However, a lot of guys, that's a single mom is kind of a deal breaker for them because they don't want to deal. First of all, they don't want to deal with um, another one's kids. That's one. But two, the system is kind of set up where, and I hate to, you know, I hate to go down Red Pill Avenue, but it's this is kind of true where the system is set up to where, well, it's not even the system. I'm not even going to say that. No, that's yeah. Let me not let me not go there. Because I'm about to say something that may or may not be true, but I haven't uh, been able to quantify for myself. But a lot of men are going to feel like, and again, tell me if I'm right or wrong, a lot of men are going to feel like if they have to, if they have to pay out of pocket for different things for this woman and her kids, yet not have any authority when it comes to the kids for whatever reason, it seems like it's kind of a raw deal. So, again, it's just kind of the way things are set up. Again, I'm not going to say the system because I'm not, I haven't quantified that yet. But I feel like the dynamics are there, and it's it's most of the reason why I think if um, – and I get it, a, a lot of – it's a lot of the women actually lay that down at the beginning, like, okay, these are my kids, but, you know – the dad is still in their life, and their father is the father. And or even if the father's not in their life, well, they're not. You may or may not be looking for a father figure for your kids. I don't know. But women, one of the things that I have to kind of say to you is that if you're if you're a single mom, right, and you have that provider protector man that you're trying to date or get with whatever, you tell me you have kids. Um, one thing that you, have, especially if you're thinking of making it a long-term thing with this guy, and he's going to be in you and your life, in you and your kids' lives, especially if you say that you're looking for some kind of a father figure for your kids, because maybe the father's not in life or what, what for whatever reason. I don't know. I'm just, like I said, I just go off on the speculative thing. But I'm starting to run. The, the, I'm fighting COVID. The fact that COVID's gone, I'm just dealing with the after effects. That's kind of why my voice sounds like this today. But um, women, you kind of have to let the man be the father figure if that's what you're looking for to begin with, and if that makes sense. Like, I get it. Your, your kids are your kids, and you tend to be and you tend to be mama bear. And it it seems kind of weird that a man who's not the father or the biological father or whatever is disciplining the kids, whatever, just you know, just because you guys are living together or whatever. But again, this is where you have to come to some. This is where you have to come to a happy medium where your man has to feel comfortable in, with certain interactions with the kids. And if you're looking for a father figure, you got to remember that part of being a father figure is instilling that discipline. Because again, statistics are showing what happens when kids grow up without that discipline. I mean, it's there. You know, you just look it up. So, again, women, you have to if you, especially if you if you have those kids, and you say you say it's your firm belief that they need a father figure in those lives, in their lives. 
life or life, whatever, how, depending on how many kids you have. But um, if you're looking, if that's something that you're looking for, then when you find it, you kind of got to, you have to kind of step back and let it happen because there are guys out there that are willing to be that, to be that model to show the kids which way the path that they need to go and to model it for themselves. And if kids step out of line, kids step out of line and they need to be brought back into line. And if you find that what you're doing isn't working and you need somebody else to kind of step in and be that rock, be that, be that block of cement, then step back and let them be that block of cement, you know, just, just step back and let us do it and just realize that it's for the greater good. I know mom and I know mama bear syndrome kicks in sometimes and sometimes justifiably so, but if it's a thing of they're, they're modeling, they're modeling how the kids need modeling how the kids need to go to be able to navigate the world when they grow up, then step back and let that happen. And, you know, just, and don't, I wouldn't say don't interfere in that, but take it for what it is, is what I'm trying to say. Take it for what it is. So that's what's up. I do kind of want to go through a few articles that I found. Um, because, again, a lot of people have, let's see, uh, is my mouse working? My mouse isn't even working. What the heck? So, uh why, 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 why do I not? Why do I not do the basic things, like charge my mouse before I go on the air? Because I know I'm going to need to navigate things with my mouse. And if my mouse is dead, I have a wireless mouse. And if my mouse is dead, then I can't do anything. So let's turn that on. Okay. Now, um, I do kind of want to go through a few articles, though. Well, a couple of articles that I went through. This one here, I found it on Big, and it's uh, 12 things. What is it? Let me scroll back to the top and see what it is. Oh, 12 things you should know six months uh, six months into dating your partner. So I guess this, this person, uh, Cassandra Baliga from Glam, she has the thing where there are just certain things. If you've been dating somebody for six months, and – you know what? If you're dating for some somebody for six months, there should be a lot that you there should be a lot that you should know about them. And if you don't, you gotta have to you have to kind of ask yourself why why you don't know it about it is that they're hiding from you or you never did bother to ask. You should probably ask some of these things. And I and I and I pre-read it before, so it's not this is not like a reaction thing. But you know, I'm just going to tell you what this article says and things that I agree with or things that I may not agree with, but there's a lot of things that by the six month mark you should know about your person. You should know about the person in order to continue the vetting process, because every, everybody knows that if there's one thing I harp on continuously, it's vetting, 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 vetting. You have to vet. You have to vet the. If you're a man, you have to vet the woman that you're sitting across from, not for one month, not for two months, not for six months. For what I say, for at least a year, you have to vet. You have to vet. You have to vet. Women, same thing. Vet this man. Um, whether you want to be physical, you know, get into a physical relationship with them in the in the in the time that you vet them, that's up to you because 
the common, the axiomatic knowledge is that women control sex, men control the access to relationships. That's just axiomatic knowledge. However, if you want to, if you want to carry on a physical relationship with them as you vet them, and I really hope I recommend, but a lot of people do it. And, you know, it, it, sometimes it comes out okay. So, you know, it's not really, you know, we don't really, we don't really judge. But, um, Again, vet your man, vet your man, and vet this man for at least a year. I guarantee you, if you if you just show that patient, you will be okay. Because within that year, even if it takes six months, seven months, eight months, nine months, you're going to discover, men too, you're going to discover that there's a red flag there that there that after the whole after the whole glitz and glamour of a new dating experience fades and goes away, and now it's in the. I need to figure out if this is in truly indeed the right person because they always say about the honeymoon period, the honeymoon period, the honeymoon period. In dating, there's a honeymoon period as well. Once that honeymoon period is over, and it may take six, seven, or eight months, but you're going to start finding some little things that would be like, okay, yeah, probably should have noticed that earlier, but I noticed that now. And again, it'll take some it'll take some months to do it. So vet, 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 vet this person and vet this person again and vet this person again. Vet them, I say vet them for at least a year. It's up to you how it's ultimately it's up to you how long you do it. But my recommendation is vet this person for at least a year, and then you'll know everything by the end of that year. You'll know everything you need to know about them. So go ahead, have a great time. Talk with them, go out on dates, go out on everything. Um, looks like Duchess's guru has uh, joined the stream. So welcome to the stream. Again, I'm doing this. When everybody comes in, I have to tell them that this live, this POS live is also being simulcast on Blog Talk Radio. So you're actually listening to me record a Blog Talk Radio show. And I'm live right now. And it's going to be posted to both SoundCloud and Blog Talk Radio. But, um, yeah, again, that, that, that. But this article is things that this person, this, the author, whose name is Cassandra Baliga, believes that you should, are things that you should know six months into the relationship, right? And the article goes like this. It goes, the six-month mark in a relationship can be both exciting and scary. By now, you've gotten past the three-month mark where many fledgling relationships crumble. That's, that is actually kind of true. A lot of, um, when you date, the majority of, especially if you're like, if you're kind of a serial dater, um, the majority of dates will, you'll figure out that you, within the first three months that you don't want anything to do with them. Um, so you're going to be able to eliminate that group. The whoever remains will go to the six month mark. And by the six month mark, you'll be able to eliminate more. And then by the one year mark, you'll be able to figure out who who it is that quote unquote wins the prize. I kinda I kinda hate that uh I kinda hate that analogy, but I guess for this purpose it's true. But it's say a six month mark in a relationship could be both very exciting and scary. By now you've gone past the three month mark where many fledgling relationships crumble, but you haven't made it to your first big milestone of one year yet. Every every relationship will look different at this point, but there are still some things that you should talk about or at least start talking about by now. 
especially if you see real potential for your future together. And this is what I'm saying. When you vet people, you have to talk. You have to talk. You have to talk. You have to ask uncomfortable questions. And if they're not willing to answer the uncomfortable questions, then you have to you have to question their fitness for a relationship with you. This is for guys. This is for men and women. Doesn't matter who you date. It's across. It's across the board. You have to be willing to answer the to ask the uncomfortable questions, and then you have to be okay with answering the uncomfortable questions, especially if this is somebody that you're into, that you're feeling. If you're not willing to answer those uncomfortable questions, then you know you have to. Again, if if you're sitting across from somebody who's not willing to answer the questions that you put to them, you have to question their fitness for relationship with you. Likewise, if you're, you yourself aren't willing to answer the uncomfortable questions, you have to question your own fitness for a long-term relationship. I mean, it's just how it is. Um, you can't go into a relationship thinking that you can hide this and hide that and not answer this and not answer that because transparency in a relationship is everything, everything. So that's how that goes. But uh, let's see. Next paragraph. By this point, you might be making your first travel plans together, getting to know each other's families and friend group. You might be riding high on a way of love, or this can be when your relationship hits its first rough patch. Serious conflicts might start to rear their heads. Sometimes the first wave is super strong feelings of fading, and you or your partner fall into a routine. Um. Yeah. If. Oh my goodness. I have thoughts about this because if this. And it sounds in this article like she's talking about if you're living together. Because definitely if you're living together before the six months, if you move in together before the six-month mark hits, these things will happen. Um, you will start getting into conflicts. You will start learning things about each, you know, things about each other's habits that you may not learn if you live apart. Now, the caveat to that is that if you live apart for that year that you're vetting them, and then – and then you get together after that year, after making the decision to to make a go of it after a year, and then you start learning that they have habits that you cannot tolerate or you don't think you can tolerate. I shouldn't say have, but you think you learn that they have habits that you don't think you can tolerate, then you start coming. I know until I know what's happened to me in like, way long time ago, many, 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 many moons ago. And um, I had to question, I questioned, and maybe I shouldn't have, but I questioned whether I, whether I wasted a year of my life that I couldn't get back. You, you know what I'm saying? So again, this is a thing where open communication is key because I think where I went wrong with that experience many, 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 many moons ago um back when I was a pup. I think where I went wrong is the fact that I didn't ask the uncomfortable questions. I was just like, I'll just kind of go with the flow and did the, and did the, I'm going to do, I'm just going to ask what's expected and just listen to the answer. And then, then we're going to get together. And then by the time we got together, you know, after that whole vetting process, then um, I found out and I'm like, did I waste a year? I maybe I may have could have asked about this, you know, these these habits and these beliefs and things during the dating process. So I wouldn't have had to waste all that time. I could have just, you know, Hussein Bucks says hi. Hey Hussein Bucks, 
Welcome to the stream. Again, this is a stream where I'm also recording on Blog Talk Radio. So right now you're listening to me do a radio show. It's kind of a monologue, but you know, if you have if you have any comments or questions or anything like that, like you. Thank you. Uh, you can also favorite me too because I'm gonna be doing I'm gonna be doing these live streams, these live simulcasts every so often. Where I you know, where I go on these monologues and I you know, I try to help guide the thought process. Now I'm not trying to I'm not trying to tell you what to do or try to make you believe. My WhatsApp I'm not on WhatsApp actually. If you if you want to reach me, I'm on Facebook. So search me on Facebook. Um but I'm not on WhatsApp. Or and, and you can look and as a matter of fact, any any other social media, I'm not on WhatsApp, but like if you're on I mean, if you're on TikTok or Twitter Facebook, just J Ramsey ABC. If you're on a, if you're on a social media, Instagram or whatever, just search at J Ramsey ABC. If you find me, then I'm on that. If you don't see me come up, then I'm not on that social media. So there's that. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, God, I forgot I forgot where I was. But so let me let me really back up and go back to the. Oh yeah. Um, I was talking about my experience when I was a pup, and I and I questioned myself whether I wasted an entire year when I actually didn't have to, and that's le- that's legit a question that um, that's legit a question that you will ask yourself if you don't ask the uncomfortable questions up front. And again, let me adjust that. Um, and again. You have to be willing to do it, and the person who's sitting across from you has to be willing to answer that. And if not, then you have to question their fitness for a relationship with you. Anyway, um, let's see. Let's go on, though. The reality is that is normal, and a slight cooling period is often a good thing because it can allow you and your partner to step back and take stock of your, rela- of your relationship so far. Uh, when you do take time to reflect on your relationship and where it is headed, and again, you can you don't have to move in in order to do that. You can actually do that during the vetting process. But let's see, when you do take time to reflect on your relationship and where it's headed, make sure you know these twelve things about your partner. At least plan to talk about them. Uh, number one, what their life goals are. Yeah, you should you should have you should establish where your life. Goals are usually in the first or second date, usually the first date, but if it wastes the second date, it wastes the second date. But you have to have a solid understanding of what your life goals are and see if your goals are aligned. And if your goals aren't aligned, are you willing to align? Are you willing to align your goals? Are you willing to make certain compromises and concessions will help you to help each other to your goals? Because ultimately, when you're in a relationship and you do have different goals, then those concessions would have to be made because you have to help each other to your to the goals. You have to help your partner, and your partner has to help you. It's kind of a symbiotic relationship, right, to where you help each other get to the goals. Or if you have the same goals in mind, then it's a lot easier because you're both fighting toward the same mission. But if you have different missions in life, are you willing to help your partner to that mission, and as a partner, are you willing to help, you know, get to that mission? So that's kind of a whole thing, so it's pretty important. Um, your goals are defined who you are. They represent what is most important to you. If you're actively working towards your goals, they will dictate how you spend your time. So naturally, they can impact your relationship in a big way. As your relationship deepens, you need to think about how your life goals match up. 
do you both want to travel the world or are you both super focused on climbing the career ladder? And sometimes, just sometimes, you'll get together with somebody and let's say, and just let's just say for argument purposes, um, you are, you know, you're a guy who's climbing the career ladder, trying to get to the point where you're at the head of your career or somewhere close to it. And excuse me, but uh, I hate this. Um, we're somewhere close to it. And your partner wants to start a family. So how do you navigate that, right? How do you how do you help each other with with those goals? Women, if you have that provider protector man who's advancing towards his who's advancing his career so he can make more money, and you want to be home, that's kind of it. It seems on the surface like it's different goals, but honestly, it's the same mission because. The household runs will run like that because remember yin and yang, right? Um, I wouldn't say separate, but equal. I hate that. I hate that phrase too. But it's yin and yang. You complement each other. So as he goes out and slays the, and slays the dragons, getting toward getting toward the the end game of being able to provide the most that he can for the family. Somebody has to be somebody has to be home taking care of that, making the home, taking care of the kids and things like that, right? Now, those complement each other. Those are two missions that complement each other. Don't you even think about it. Because I know what you're gonna do, Salem, with my cat's name is Salem. Thank you. Because one thing about my cat and it really and it, it annoys the hell out of me and she knows it, is that um there would be all of this room behind the computer to walk, but no, she wants to walk across my keyboard in front of the camera. And no, yeah, you walk around, you walk around the back of the computer, you know. Anywho, but yeah, um, like I was saying, those two, those two missions may seem on the surface like they're different, but they actually complement each other. Um, now, whereas both of you having the same career goals trying to get to the head of your careers that can that is on the surface the same mission as well but there there has to be certain hey martha how you doing martha just um but there has to be certain concessions made about what happens with with the household because as the two of you are out working those 40 hours trying to get to the head of your careers nothing's happening at the house so there has to be concessions made where you have to come to an understanding of what happens, excuse me, what happens domestically after a 40-hour work week. It's just, it's just that way. And um, again, are you willing to make those compromises in order to? My daughter just came and say hi too, but um, my my son's in daycare. But um, are you, are you willing to make those concessions? Are you willing to say, are you willing to say, okay? We'll do. I'll do this around the house. You'll do this around the house. And I get it. It's a forty-hour work week. It's going to be really busy. However, um, let me adjust this because I have a lot of feedback in my in my headphones. Um, are we are we going to fulfill certain roles as far as domestically is concerned, knowing that we're both working forty hours? And if it's a thing where we after forty hours we barely have time to do anything else. Are you willing to outsource the domestic responsibilities? So that's all of that 
of those are things that you have to come to understand when it comes to your goals. And again, establishment of the goals should should doesn't always, but it should happen within the first couple of dates. And then once the goals are once the life goals are established, then you spend the next few you can spend some months talking about how it is that you can actually achieve those goals and still have and still have things taken care of. Whether you're going to try it when you're going to make it a goal make a go of it yourself, is what I'm trying to say. Whether you make a go of it yourself or you're going to outsource the domestic responsibilities, but it's just something that you really need to, it's something that you need to talk about. It really is. And don't wait on that because the longer you wait on it, the longer you sit on it, it's, it's, it's bad. I just need, but I need to go on. Next one, what their family dynamics are like. When you, when your relationship gets more serious, you may realize that you aren't just bringing one new person into your life, but their family too. And that's a lot of, that's something that, again, a lot of people don't understand until it's too late is that, and again, I, I, I recorded, it's on my SoundCloud, it's also on my Block Talk Radio, a show called Tell Me About Your Parents. And in that show, I had, in that show, I had discussed the importance of learning about the learning about the family dynamics of your date and learning how their upbringing and learning about their upbringing because their upbringing will dictate a lot of their thought process, a lot of their thought processes as far as dating, as far as interpersonal relationships, but also as far as child rearing is concerned. So can I bring this down a little bit? Maybe. I think I'm just down too low. Um, I'm thinking. That's that's the problem is I'm thinking. But um, maybe I can push the computer back. Uh, my camera's screwing up again. Okay, what else? Um, let me try to push it. So, again, the way somebody grows up is going to dictate a lot of their thought processes regarding dating, interpersonal relationships, and even child rearing. So, establishing, establishing um, or even getting to know how their upbringing, how their upbringing, how they were brought up, and what happened in their childhood. You can literally you can literally eliminate a lot of people just from that. And again, if you if you find red flags there, there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with saying you know I don't think just according to their upbringing I don't think that they're in the space where they can uh, where they can be where they're good for me in a relationship is what I'm gonna say. So again, nothing there again there's nothing wrong with that. But in that, you have to realize that you're not like this, like like uh, this author says, you're not you're not bringing them into your life. If you decide to make a goal of it with them, you're not just bringing them into your life. You're bringing their family into into your life too. Now, is there somebody in the family that you don't get along with, or if you meet their family, if you meet their family? Then is there, and let's say they bring you to a family function where a lot of the family members are there, and you're meeting the family, meeting the family, but there's just somebody, there's just that one person in the family that you don't get along with. You have to ask yourself, is this family member close enough that, you know, I don't have to always deal with them, or is it like a sister, or you don't get along with their mother, or you don't get along with their brother, or something like that? Is there a personality conflict within the immediate circle? Because that's important. And that should also sway that should also sway your decision. Hey, maybe he is a nice guy, maybe he's a provider protector. But 
if he's going to have a certain person in his constantly in his orbit, especially if it's family, if he's going to have a person constantly in his orbit, then it's not going to work for you. You understand? And again, advice for men and for women. Men, if there's that person that they just have in their orbit that you know you're just not going, you just can't with them, then again, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with, uh, there's nothing wrong with eliminating that. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to take another break. And when I come back, I'm going to continue on this article. And let's see. Okay, I'm going to finish this article. And then in the last segment, I'm going to go through some POF profiles. And we're going to, um, yeah, we're going to go through some POF profiles. And I'll tell you my opinions. I'll tell you what I think and whether I think that these people have a good shot or not such a good shot of finding what they're looking for. So we'll do that. You're listening to the ABC podcast. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent, our Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost, what's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief, Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's sugar smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confounded, that boy knows I like those new sugar smacks. And he knows I do, too. And that's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg's Sugar Smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. Uh-oh. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no, I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say. Relief is just a swallow away. Bless that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra rich, extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate-flavored syrup for you. Sing out, I love Bosco, it's rich in chocolatey. Chocolate-flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco. That's the drink for me. 
shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffo, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow Fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden Fluffo. Sandwich, Swiss cream sandwich baked by Nabisco. The luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself. No other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light, they melt in your mouth. Yoo-hoo-hoo, It's Swiss cream sandwich. Oh, yoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. And yoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. Swiss cream sandwich. Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. <laughs> of matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron. 
and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message, and only secret squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the secret squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert. And drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the Secret Squadron. We Secret Squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Yes, just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good, too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day. The Gemini Space Flights. are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank Tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-g pouch, because with no gravity, it will fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great. Has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some Tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of new Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked. a whole lot of time so we're going to forego the rest of that article but um again i'll and i'll probably get back into it on a, on a different show this is i simply love a little too much time on my monologues here and i did not see my cat when i was gone i know she's kind of a camera hound but um and i'll i'll, I'll leave and then Whatever my cat does is what she does, and I have to come back and re-rack. Usually, usually if it's a recorded video, this is a live stream, but usually if it's a recorded video, I'll just have to re-rack and then see what my cat did when, uh, when I was gone. But let's go to somebody's profile, since I only have a few, so have a few minutes left. So let's go to somebody's profiles. Um, let's try this one. Let's see if 
Okay, this is a pretty woman. Um, smiley K, smiley underscore K M M. She's forty from Belfair, Washington. She's five five. Um, let's see, a little yes, Kirby. Definitely got that. Um, conversation starters travel. Okay, so she likes to travel. Um, and I get it. Everybody likes to travel. We all like to travel, right? I like to travel, and I'm sure everybody here likes to. Travel. But um, let's see, she is a school counselor with a master's degree, and go back to my last show to see what I have to say about that. But let's see, about Smiley KM, I'm a mom to an awesome daughter. I seek adventure whenever I have the opportunity. I'm a, I'm a former middle school English teacher turned school counselor. I enjoy everything that the great outdoors has to offer, as well as the night out on the town. Traveling is my favorite thing to do, but I like to balance that with relaxing nights watching Netflix or crafting. I'm an independent woman looking for men to share the good and the tough times. I value honesty, communication, and loyalty, among other things. No games. Please know what you want. Okay. So looking at this and through the eyes of uh, a provider protector who's looking for somebody who's, you know, somebody who meant to make a go of it with, um, she leads with, I'm a mom to an awesome daughter. And that's going to, Riley, give it a rest. Um because the cats are antagonizing Riley now. And stay in the room, Salem. Don't go antagonize the dog. That's what got you in trouble last time. Um, so just going back, just, just going to this, she's a mom to an awesome daughter. Now, again, remember when I said, get off of my computer, you, because I'm live streaming now. You're not live streaming, I am. Um, so, again, she leads with she has an awesome daughter. Again, that's kind of a mixed bag because it's good that you lead lead with the fact that you have kids, but a lot of provider protector men don't want somebody with kids. And again, that could be kind of a double-edged sword. Either you're upfront about it and then you give them the choice to say no thanks, or you wait to tell them after like your first message and then – so it's, it's just kind of a double-edged sword. But, um, I'm a mom to an awesome daughter. I seek adventure whenever I have the opportunity, and I'm a former middle school – teacher turned school counselor. So again, goals it's great to have, you know, goals and ambitions in life and this sounds like she does. I enjoy everything that a great outdoors has to offer as well as a night on the town. Traveling is my favorite thing to do. And then one wonders if you know where if you're traveling and you're a school counselor and you have your master's degree, again a provider protector man would ask, uh, where where you fit time for him. So you have a kid, you're a, you're a school counselor, you travel and you do all these other things. Where am I going to fit in as a provider protector man? So again, you have to you have to wonder, you have to think about that when you're creating your profile, right? I'm an independent woman looking for a man to share the good good and tough times with. That's kind of a contradiction in terms because if you're an independent woman, that means you're able to handle the tough good and tough the good times and tough times on your own. So saying that you're an independent woman, yet you need somebody to share the good and tough times with, you understand where this kind of, where this, where this double edge right there. So you're saying, you're talking a lot in circles. Um, she would do better to align, to make this profile go one direction. And again, um, let's see, lifestyle, doesn't smoke, drink socially, doesn't do drugs, Christian, other sporting events, interests in sporting events, art museums, cultural events, concerts, crafting, reading, game nights, camping, hiking, and traveling. Ambitious, has kids, does not want kids. That's another, this is another thing. 
when you say you have kids and you don't want kids, again, a provider protector man is more often than not, they're going to want to have more kids, depending on the age now. Um, some 40, some, there are some 35, 40 year old men who, you know, who have, who have others in this, but maybe they don't have kids yet, or maybe they have one and they want another. Now, if here's the, here's the thing with this, and here's where, when you say, um, when you say you're looking for a long-term relationship, but you have kids and you don't want kids, here's where that, here's where more often than that, that burns you. Um, the man will think to himself, well, she already has kids. I want kids. But I can't have other kids with this. I can't have more kids with this woman. Maybe I don't have my own kids, and I want to. I want to. I want to have kids, or I have like one kid, and I want to have another. Yet this woman can has to bring her kid into the relationship with me, and not only am I not the father of this kid, so I don't have all of the, you know, I don't have all of the provisions that the kid's actual father would have, but I can't even have a kid with you. So what is, what's the deal? What is in it? Again, what is in it for me? And I know it sounds kind of selfish, but you kind of you have to kind of look at it that way. What is it that you're offering me? Because if you're offering me just a kid that I don't have any authority over and the ability and not even the ability to have another kid, that's going to disqualify. That's going to, men are going to disqualify themselves. Like they're going to, they're going to remove themselves from this. So again, um, you have to make sure if you're looking for a long-term relationship, especially if you're, you know, if you're single and you're, you're looking for that provider protector man to probably get married and have a family with, that's one of the things you really have to think about. Like if you're getting, if you're getting with a man, does this man want more kids? And if you don't, again, it's kind of a thing with goal alignment. Um, if he wants kids and you don't, you gotta you gotta kind of think of that because it's really not fair to string somebody aligned. What's up, Adam? Adam, you almost you caught me at the tail end of the show, but um, I'm doing a, I'm doing a simulcast, Plenty of Fish Blog Talk Radio, and we're almost done here. We're wrapping up. Um, I'm just going through a couple of Plenty of Fish profiles and letting you know the good and the bad of it, and why some people have better time than others finding people on Plenty of Fish. So that's that. Um, so Smiley, she may have. She may have a tougher time than most. I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's not going to be easy. I'll just say that. And if it if it is, then great. It's just speculation. But my but my guess is that it's not. She's not good. She's not going to have a particularly easy time finding what it is she is looking for. So that's that. Um, how do I have left? Eight minutes. I have time for one more. So let's go back here and let's see. We'll go back and I'll try. I'll see. Who is this? This is Kyber420. And just for the name, she seems 420 friendly. Uh, we'll, we'll find out in a little bit. Um, another one, a pretty girl, real pretty. Um, she's got a great smile. She really does. Um, Great hair, great smile, just really pretty eyes. So physically, physically she does. She's five six. I'm new to this, but here I am. She's from Everett. And again, a lot of the profiles I'm going to read is from the Washington area because that's where I'm from, and so that's where the, that's what the algorithm spits to me. So let's see. Yeah. So again, pretty girl, long yeah, long hair, great smile, pretty eyes. She's she's got physically she's got it. Let's see. I just want to hear some funny shit. 
about Kyber for twenty safety. She's been to high school, it doesn't look like she went to college, which actually isn't as as far as criteria is concerned. Not having to qual- not having a college degree isn't an automatic deal breaker for most men. Okay, because like I said, with when when I said most not most, but a lot of women would overlook certain things in order to get with a provider protector man. A lot of men would overlook certain things if they find a woman who's who's got the F's going on, fit, feminine, friendly, and um, fit, feminine, fit, feminine, friendly, and fun to be around. Um, a lot of men will overlook things like her working at Burger King and not having a degree and things like that. Um, so again, put that with put that with the rest of the package. She's still a pretty girl. Um, you know, it's not a it's not a real deal breaker. Let's see. She likes stand up comedy, going out and getting to know people, have a few drinks, maybe play some darts. Um, she's non religious. She doesn't oh, she doesn't do drugs, but she's or what never mind. <laughs> um, most occasionally. Interest, nature, movie, binging T V, comedy, sports. So she seems she sounds like a bit of a homebody, which again, not it's not a deal breaker. It really isn't. Um more about Kyber 420. She's a Libra. She's a cat and dog animal lover. Doesn't own a car. So whatever man answers this is going to have to do a lot of driving. Okay. Again, not a deal breaker. So it can be for some people, especially if they live in a different town. Like if somebody like me lives in Kent and you have to drive to Everett, that could be kind of a deal breaker, especially if she's not on a car. But um, again, it just depends on the situation. Longest relationship was over eight years. So... Kybra would probably have, and she's 42, she may have an easier, a bit of an easier time, maybe not much, but a bit of an easier time. However, I just, I'm just looking at this, I probably would want to know more about what it is she's looking for. Um, so, again, when you put up these profiles, great. It's, it's great that you say what you like. Please say what you like and, and some of the things you like to do. But also... Make sure, again, these profiles, a lot of people don't understand. These profiles are nothing more than roving advertisements. These are advertisements selling the product that is you. And when you, again, you if you watch a commercial, right, if you watch a commercial for Nike, um, do they do they do they say what Nike wears like or do they advertise how great these Nike products are? how they're going to elevate your basketball game to that, right? Like when you see when you see these Gatorade commercials, it makes you feel like drinking Gatorade is going to elevate your game to like astronomical levels, right? So again, any marketing executive, and, and that's kind of another thing, and I'm going to end on this. I see profiles of marketing executives that are, that are kind of this way, and I'm like, you're a marketing executive. How do you not get how do you not get that your profile is an advertisement of you? And if this is your advertisement and you're a marketing executive, like what? You know? So that's that. But Kyber four twenty, um minus the lack of things that minus the lack of certain things like what she what she's looking for and a couple of her expectations. So yeah, I guess expectations. Expectations can also be a double-edged sword. Let me get back to here because we're in right, four minutes, so we're good. Um, minus the, you can have expectations. Just don't make them too lofty. Just don't overshoot your target. 
um, Cyber 420, if she puts a little bit more time into this profile saying, um, talking about what it is that she wants or what it is that she's looking for, then chances are that her, she would have a bit of an easier time finding what it is she's looking for. Um, also, if she's if she just wants to date, if she wants a long-term relationship, she doesn't say that either. You know, it's kind of important information for men to discern. Hey, is this just going to be kind of a casual thing, or can I look to you for somebody that's long-term? And if so, then what are you offering? And that's the next Please put what you're offering in somebody's profiles. What do, what do you have to offer? Because, again, it's an advertisement of yourself. And if you want people to look at you and seriously consider you, um, then – yeah, absolutely. Say what you have to offer. And that's that. Anyway, I'm going to wrap this up. Um, catch me, and I know I'm on, I'm on POS Live. Um, I, and again, I'll do this every so often. So if you want, go ahead and favorite me. And then you, I think you'll get notifications of when I'm doing this. Um, and I may do some POS Live independent of Blog Talk Radio. We'll see. But um, definitely I'm going to do the simulcast whenever I can. Um, also, search me on search me on social media at jramzyabc. Um, uh, go ahead and I don't know if there's a like button for a Blog Talk Radio page, but you can actually follow me on uh, if you're on Blog Talk Radio, or if you just go to my page and bookmark my Blog Talk Radio show. I'm on SoundCloud, so if you're on SoundCloud, if you go to SoundCloud, I, if you search, I think if you search jramzyabc, you'll find me. Um, and then you can hear my higher quality sound shows there. And again, I'm on Apple Podcasts. So if you search Jesse Ramsey on Apple Podcasts, you'll find me. Now, the thing with that is I have this thing where I'm doing the duel, right? Because I set Blog Talk Radio up before I set up the what's it called. I'm going to get rid of Blog Talk Radio. So if you if you search me on Apple Podcasts, um, and you decide to follow the show, follow the ABC podcast and not the other one, all right? And that's it. I'm out of here. Thanks for playing. Thanks for who decided to drop in and listen to the show a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and end the stream. Um, I love you all, and I'll be back, and I'll be back. I'll do this again. So thank you for and Let me end this, end the stream. And then um, – with my BTR and my SoundCloud, thank you. Uh, there's not going to be a show for the rest of the week. My next show is actually going to be Saturday at four, so tune in then for more for more uh, for more of my spiels about how to how to my field about dating. So that's it. Thank you very much, ABC. I'm out. Um, if I can find this button real quick, I'm, in. I'm out. Go out and make the dating world a better place.